Alright, hi everyone. Welcome back to Rolling with the Winners, episode 30, the big 3-0. Let's see, week update. Um, I went to a comedy show for the first time this weekend and it was super great. I actually loved it. I've never been to a comedy show before and I've been wanting to try it. Mostly because I've just been looking, I guess, for different ways to drink that aren't just going to the same bars. Like I've been wanting to find new and interesting things I could do while drinking. (laughs) Um, And I just think comedy is fascinating. Like I feel like it takes the guts to get up there and do that. One of the comics they had was probably in his 50s, I would say, and he was previously working a corporate job and has a couple kids and now at this point in his life was getting up there and and just going for it and doing comedy, and I just had so much respect for it, and I feel like telling these jokes that are so personal to you and hoping people will laugh and relate has to be one of the more vulnerable things you can do. I just, I think it it would make me so nervous, because you're basically telling stories from your life and hoping people think they're funny, so kind of tough um and I just yeah I think it's impressive when anyone puts themselves out there like that in a creative way I just definitely have respect for it so highly recommend to all of you go see a comedy show sometime it's a it'll be it'll be great and I I really didn't know what to expect at all but it was cool but I am feeling exhausted today because I just cannot handle my alcohol like I used to I just I used to be able to drink for like a whole month. <laughs> really, I did that once. And I just, I can't do it anymore. I don't know, like adulthood hits and you just, I get exhausted for an entire day after going out. It's tough, but you know, just enjoy your youth, kids. Enjoy your youth. Let's see, what else from this week? Um, well, the coronavirus, obviously, everyone's been paying attention to and it's pretty much what everyone's talking about right now. And, you know, I'm not a medical expert by any means, but just, you know, be smart, wash your hands, be clean overall, all the things you should be doing. So just a little reminder on that, but let's get into some of the topics for today. Um, Starting off with Spike Lee, kind of um, a random curveball here of a topic that I wasn't really expecting to see be headlines in the last week, but if you haven't heard about this drama with the Knicks and Spike Lee, it has been a fascinating issue, and I can't believe really that there's a more dysfunctional franchise than a Cleveland sports franchise. I mean, the Knicks are truly, this is like, this is a Cleveland storyline. Like, this is something that would happen, a a storyline that has nothing to do with the sport at all, but it's like taking over your team. So Spike Lee went on first take saying that security had stopped him at the game and he was waiting for, um, or he, so he was told by security there that were waiting for him that he could not use the entrance that he's been using for some like 20 or 30 years that he's been going to these games. Uh, I'm going to read the statement here that the Knicks then released. They said, the idea that Spike Lee is a victim because we have repeatedly asked him not to use our employee entrance and instead use a dedicated VIP entrance, which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden, is laughable. It's disappointing that Spike would create this false controversy to perpetuate drama. He is welcome to come to the garden anytime via the VIP or general entrance, just not through our employee entrance, which is what he and Jim agreed to last night when they shook hands. 
So it's kind of wild that a team is releasing statements like this about really like a spectator of their game. I'm not sure if they're bored or what, but it's kind of crazy. Spike then went on to make this Instagram post with a super long caption about how upset he is with the situation that happened, that he's been a fan for like 30 years and they've never asked him to do this before. He's been taking that same entrance Um, And honestly, part of me kind of wonders if this drama is stemming from the fact that they want the drama to surround them so that people actually have something to talk about with the Knicks. It just all feels so petty. And I don't, I kind of understand why from Spike Lee's perspective that this is out of left field, because if you've been doing the same exact thing for 20, 30 years, and now suddenly they care about it, I agree that it's a little bit strange. And I'm definitely questioning the motives and intentions around where that's coming from like is it actually that big of a deal that he uses that entrance when he's been using it for so long probably not so that's just kind of my my general thoughts on it um in other NBA news it was reported that the um Nets are parting ways with Kenny Atkinson so some other New York basketball drama um making this Kyrie's one millionth coach that he's had in his career here because it would appear that he has a bit of a hard time uh, getting along with coaches and people sometimes. But it's interesting because I saw some headlines out there that he would like Ty Lue to be the head coach, which I just, I don't know. I just don't know where his head is at most of the time. He he really is flippy-floppy with who he's happy with, who he's not happy with. And I just, I don't know. It's interesting how many coaches he's gone through. And like I said, how he kind of flip-flops with who he's happy with, who he's not happy with. So just another interesting New York basketball story. All right, now for some LeBron talk, what we're all really here for. Um, He's just been doing it all lately. Uh, Just crossed the 34,000 career point threshold, the youngest to ever do it. He has actually been the youngest to hit every 1,000-point amount, like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, and so on. And it's, you know, it's impressive. And I know this, I say this every episode, but he's 17 years into this and is showing no signs of slowing down. This is the best he's really looked in a while, too. He dominated Giannis the other night while dropping, I think it was 38 points. Um, And I just truly believe And I know I'm probably biased, but I really do think he deserves to win MVP this season. He's been playing well in games when it matters, like against Giannis, really shutting him down. He had a great game against the Clippers on, I think it was Sunday. It was today, actually, while I'm recording this. Um, He's just stayed, stayed consistent, and he's made his team, the I think, the best in the league this year. And I really think there's something to say for that. And I hope they actually consider him because I think people get clouded with what they expect from LeBron. Like his greatness is expected. So people forget that it's actually not normal what he's doing. And we shouldn't look at it as less impressive just because we know he's going to do that. He's currently averaging now 26 points per game, which has kind of increased lately actually. Uh, About eight rebounds per game and about 11 assists per game. I mean, that is MVP caliber play and I don't want it to be ignored because it's expected, and I think it's disrespectful to ignore it, um, ignore what he's doing out there. So just going to keep an eye on that, but I think I've heard a lot of 
people in the media begin to kind of get behind this idea that he probably should win the MVP. So it is good to hear other people saying it too. Um, In other Lakers news, there were some reports that the Lakers were working out J.R. Smith, but they ended up actually filling their roster spot with Dion Waiters. So both former Cavs at some point in their career. And, you know, I love J.R. I really do love him, but I just don't know if there's still a place for him in this league. I think it made a little bit more sense for the Lakers to go for someone a bit younger with a little more room to grow in their career. I just, I feel like maybe his time has kind of come and gone. Um, Dion Waiters has averaged 13.2 points in his career. He had a good year for the Cavs. I think it was his his first year in the league when we drafted him. I think we, he was the fourth pick. Um, he's had a couple few other stints with some teams, OKC, the Heat. Um, and I think he's only played like maybe three games this season. But interestingly, both him and JR are represented by Clutch Sports, obviously like LeBron James and AD. So keeping it in the Clutch family here, I guess. But I think it was a good move, and we'll see what happens with it um, on a kind of unrelated note. But uh, Joakim Noah is now on the Clippers, so they are definitely uh, trying to put together a group of people who's careers have been at some point derailed by LeBron James. It's funny, I think I talked, I can't remember if I talked about this on a previous episode, but Joakim Noah's interview um, with part of my take where he's still so bothered by how LeBron like took him down. Like it really affects him to this day. And I just think it's incredible. All right. So continue. There's just been a lot of like random NBA drama lately, but Draymond Green was running his mouth the other day shocking something we never hear about but he was running his mouth about Charles Barkley it's kind of funny because I think about a year ago I think it was the first episode I did with my dad we were talking about Draymond and how he was saying he realized he was doing a lot of complaining and he wanted to be a good example for his kids and blah 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 I didn't buy any of it for a second I knew he would revert back to his usual complaining ways so now he is out here running his mouth about Charles Barkley he said Barkley should stop before I take his job because I can do that well too he also can't talk basketball with me either not smart enough not qualified no rings can't sit at the table. Um, so I just think this is silly because this is the Warriors mantra. And I know for the guys who are in that core group, this will be their mantra for the rest of their lives, where they really think that rings are everything in a player's career. And I just simply do not believe that Draymond did not have a better career than Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley won an MVP. He was an 11 time all-star He has his number retired with two different NBA franchises. He also made first or second team All-NBA 10 times. So Draymond saying his titles outweigh all of those individual accomplishments that he had is stupid because the perfect storm has to happen in order for a team to win a title, and it is a team effort. So you cannot rank individual talents solely based on rings. So if that's going to be his only argument, I think it's completely unfair. I just don't think you can make that argument. And I just think it's overall disrespectful to say like you could take his job now talking about basketball that he's actually been doing for a long time and has had a lot of success in. 
And I, I don't know. I just think Draymond takes his trash talk to another level. Like it's not these subtle trash talk comments that a lot of the guys in the league do. It's overt disrespect to these people. And Draymond in his career has averaged nine points per game. Okay. So I'm sorry, you cannot average single digits per game and say you're better than Charles Barkley. You just can't. I think he averaged like 21 points per game in his career. Like you, no, you can't say that. And like I listed all of those individual accomplishments, it's not a fair comparison. Like Draymond did get lucky in a perfect storm, like I said, to be able to get all those rings with the Warriors. So I just think it's ridiculous. And I know he's going to use that for the rest of his career and his life in every way he can. And it's upsetting to hear him run his mouth like this when it doesn't make any sense. So those are my thoughts on that. But um, on to the Cavs. They've been looking pretty good lately, guys. Not too bad, which is really exciting. Um, Colin Sexton has been playing great. We've been winning some games. I think we're we're at back-to-back wins now, which is huge because we haven't even hit 20 wins in the season yet. But um, we just beat the Spurs in overtime. Colin Sexton dropped uh, 26 points. Um, Andre dropped 28 points. Uh, I think it was um, uh, against Boston a couple nights ago. Colin Sexton dropped 41 points, which I'm pretty sure was his career high. And I feel like he's really coming into his own. And I've seen a lot of not just Cavs players, but people in general just talking about how Colin is really one of the hardest working guys in the league. He's just hungry to get better and I actually kind of do hope we keep him around. He's still super young. He's got a lot of potential and anyone who wants to get out there and work as hard as he's working, I'd love to keep around. It's funny because there was a bunch of drama a couple months ago that I remember talking about when Kevin Love was just freaking out. He was kind of losing his mind for a second, I think, because the team was struggling so much. And there was a lot of questions about him yelling at Colin Sexton during the game, and it looked like he was very upset with him. Um, he kind of derailed that and said it was kind of in the heat of the game, but it is good to see them getting along now and him talking about how much respect he has for Colin and how hard he works. Um, I mean, this season's been tough. We, Like I said, we haven't hit 20 wins yet. I think we're at 19 now, but playing good basketball in March is promising, and hopefully we can carry some of that momentum into next year, maybe get a good draft pick here, a couple of other pieces, and start putting some some extra W's on the board again. So we'll see. But like I said, any any good basketball in March, it feels good to see that. It definitely feels good. So still a slow week in sports this week. I know last episode I didn't have too many topics and kind of again this week um, just because it's been slow. But next episode I think I'm going to do a deep dive into March Madness. So get ready for that if you participate in any brackets. I'm trying to figure out how format-wise I'm going to talk about that, but definitely want to do something for it. I'm also interested to see with the coronavirus how this kind of affects sports in general for the coming weeks and months. I mean, you have March Madness, you have NBA playoffs, you have the MLB season starting up. I saw LeBron actually said he won't play if there are no fans, which I thought was interesting because I honestly feel like we might get to a point here where they only allow the essential personnel in the arena for the game. 
Uh, I mean, Braun, but he better play because I need to see him win MVP and they need him, literally need him. So he just, he can't not play. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a sporting event is probably a hotbed for germs. So we'll see what happens with that. But it's all crazy. I just feel like we're kind of living in an, an alternate universe here right now. Every industry is just having to adjust and and take a significant hit in some way or another. So I guess we will see how it plays out. But I mean, safety first, for sure. Okay, so that is all I have for you guys today. Another short one. Like I said, slow time. I swear it'll pick up eventually, and we will really be able to get into some better things when there's there's more happening. But please leave me a reviewer rating as always on Apple Podcasts. Follow or subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. And let's just, let's have a great week, guys. Thanks.